this is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Welcome to Mercy Talk. We are so pumped about today's episode. I'm Rachel Thomas here with my good friend, Melanie Wise. Hey guys. Hey. And (laughs) if you have heard rumors about an extra special guest today, then I'm here to confirm that yes. It's true. It's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. We are beyond thrilled to have our founder and president, Nancy Alcorn, joining us on the show today. And she's going to be sharing with us not only some exciting things ahead for Mercy, uh, but also some leadership nuggets, as I like to call them. She'll be capping off our series on leadership, and we could not be more, more thrilled that she's with us today. So welcome, Nancy. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's great to be here with our director of outreach and her amazing uh, cohort. <laughs> cohort, <laughs> yeah. Partner in crime. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You too. That's a fact. <laughs> so if they get in trouble, y'all call me. Here's my cell. <laughs> uh, well, Nancy, obviously there's a million things we could talk to you about on Mercy Talk, but today we kind of just wanted to get to hear from you. I think we did this maybe last year, something similar <laughs> to this, where we just want to let our listeners know a little bit about just kind of what's been going on here at Mercy. What are you excited about? Um, you know, what are some cool things that happened last year in 2018? Um, and then even looking forward to 2019, what are you excited about? Because they hear this kind of stuff from us all the time. Yeah. So to be able to hear it from you is really, really cool. So I guess we'll just start there. Um, what, what's been cool about the last year, but what are you really excited about for next year? Yeah. Well, st- Last year, I will have to say, starting with the coolest thing, is that we celebrated our 35th anniversary Mm -hmm. of Mercy being in existence. And uh, that was really, really special. Mm -hmm. I remember the exact anniversary date of me leaving to Nashville to go to uh, Louisiana to start the first program there Uh, was actually January 15th. I left Nashville, Mm -hmm. drove there. And so on... On that, on January 15th, 2018, mm-hmm. the exact day, we did a um, live, what would you call it, video conferencing mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. and we linked in all of the, all of our USA homes. Yeah. And That's I just told them some funny stories about things that I had never told anybody before. <laughs> <laughs> there were some good ones. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. some good ones. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was kind of, and I'm not going to tell you on this podcast either. So, uh, <laughs> but secret, really, yes. really funny stuff. Now, just you know, it's like um, the the program is has grown so much, and we have multiple locations, not just in America but around the world, and and our outreach program is exploding. I'll go, I'll I'll talk about that in a minute, but it just blows my mind. Hmm. And and the, on that day last year when I had all the homes connected, you know, for us just to share the joy of that mm-hmm. 30 ex- – in fact, I said to them, because we did it in the afternoon, exactly 35 years ago this very moment, I was in my car. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I talked about how I prayed all the way there, and I felt like that I could run through a troop, like it says in Psalms, mm-hmm. run through a troop and leap over a wall, a strong woman of God, faith, yeah. and – the next morning when I woke up, I cried all day long. <laughs> and all I could, 
all I could hear in my head was, hath God really said? Mm. Which we know that's the voice of the enemy. Mm. So I had to get myself together. But the contrast between uh, the day I drove there Mm -hmm. and the first full day I Mm -hmm. actually was there was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And then another thing um, that was fun and sharing some of the stories is I did a hand count because we have a great team in all of our facilities across America at Mercy and our outreach department. These two guys that I'm doing the podcast with, amazing. We have great team. And um, obviously in the beginning, it was just me. <laughs> so so crazy. I, even even to, to say that we have a huge team across America is, is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. But um, just one of the questions that I asked when we were all linked together and I said, all of you program directors uh, that are hearing this question, I want you to send back your answer via text mm-hmm. to this particular person mm-hmm. who was going to give me the answer. But the question was, how many of you guys were not even born on January 15th, 1983? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was a bunch of people, yeah. wow. which yeah. blew my mind. And I said, well, we always tell our girls that that God had you in mind before you were ever mm-hmm. born because our you know, um, our age range is under the age of 35. And I'm going to talk about an extension we made in that in just a minute. But so our girls are always, we can always say to them, none of y'all were born when mm-hmm. mercy first sure. started, yeah. but God had you in mind yeah. and he already had prepared a place for you to come yeah. to get the help you need. But to have, so I can't remember what the number was, but it was a significant mm-hmm. percentage of people who had, were not even born mm-hmm. in amazing. 1983. Mm-hmm. And which makes sense that we've got staff members, many under the 35 and under. Mm-hmm. And, um, we had a handful of 35 and over that would have still been in diapers. So that was fun. <laughs> I, I landed in that camp. You would have been one of those. Yep, I was one. Melanie Weiss, our great director of outreach. <laughs> Run, Picture her diapers. running around in diapers, diapers. all those years <laughs> ago. Big old bald head. Yeah. And, and, and as I was driving to Louisiana, Melanie was somewhere in Abilene, <laughs> Texas, running around in, in diapers or, or Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock, I think it yeah. was where she grew yep. up. Home of Texas tech. Yeah. And, uh, uh, running around in diapers and God had already stamped director of outreach on her forehead for Man. mercy multiplied. It just blows my well, mind. I, you know what, even in just you saying that I, I was reading something this last week that reminded me that, you know, mercy does not just impact those girls that are in that home. I'm forever changed because I've been a part of this place. And mm-hmm. I think there are probably supporters, champions, people who would say that my life has been forever impacted because of mercy. It, it, God never just had it. Just the girls will be impacted by yeah, this. You know, right. we've all been changed by it. So I don't know. I just think about maybe other leaders out there, people who are maybe starting something or they have an organization like, it's not just the people you're serving that are going to be impacted. And so don't limit it to that. Just realize the impact you're having on everybody who touches that ministry. Well, I can yeah. confirm, Melanie, what you are saying, because I, it is not uncommon. In fact, it's usually from somebody on a weekly basis, either somebody who currently works here or somebody who used to work here that I will get an email from or a letter. You know, most people see Mel these days, but I, I get that feedback. Mm-hmm. 
I came to Mercy because I thought I was going to help change the lives of young women, and my life was changed mm-hmm. way beyond anything I could ever even yep. imagine. And thank you for. And we do require staff. For those of you that are out there listening, you know we 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 are requiring our staff to to do training. Um, I personally, um, you know, one of my favorites. Is, um, as a leader is Dr. Henry Cloud, and many of you guys know who he is because of the, uh, 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 Dr. Uh, Ta- John Townsend, who's actually spoken in our Nashville facilities before. We love him dearly. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Cloud, the, just all the work they've done on boundaries and mm-hmm. safe people mm-hmm. and just so many of the books so that good. we've used to teach our girls. And so we have staff that need that same information. Amen. I mean, we yeah. – we, I mean, let's just be real people. I mean, we could, you could be in full-time ministry and love Jesus, but that don't make you exempt oh. from, you know, the possibility of codependent relationships, it's true, it's true. abusive relationships, mm-hmm. uh, conflict in relationships, and sometimes even necessary divorces because you end up possibly marrying someone that you thought was somebody else mm-hmm. and they turn out to be this abusive person mm-hmm. and forgiveness is necessary, but staying in a situation like that is not. And so for mm-hmm. our, that's one of the required reading pieces for our staff, safe people, yeah. because we need to understand these things for our own lives. Yeah. If we're going to teach them to the girls that come into the doors of mercy. So, so he's one of my favorites and he, so I just told the girls off offline before we started this podcast that I actually personally, uh, uh, subscribe, to uh it's called boundaries.me and a friend of mine that's a basketball coach is the one that told me about it mm-hmm. college basketball coach and so it's nine dollars a month and i'm gonna promote it he you know i i, sh- I guess i should be promoting my my stuff <laughs> but i i think everybody should pre- it's called boundaries.me dr dr um henry cloud and it's only nine bucks a month i mean you lay that down when you go to starbucks Listen, anybody who's a Mercy Talk follower knows how much we love Cloud and Townsend. Yeah. I'm telling yeah. you probably every show we quote them or we do a whole series on one of <laughs> yes. their books. Yeah, yes. we talk about them a lot. So Yeah, so I have tremendous respect yeah. for them as leaders and a lot of what we do here at Mercy. Yeah. You know, we've learned, you know, in with with relational type things, boundaries, you know, safe people, when to say yes, when to say no, just so many things, yeah. conflicts, working through all that. So yeah. I could get hung up on talking about them for a whole podcast. <laughs> so, like, we're like, preach it. So preach let me it. move yes. on. Yes. Get Amen. Started. Yep. Amen. Uh, I would say one of the, uh, one of the awesome things that happened last year, uh, was we, we actually, I believe started the, our outreach program, I believe. And it was either toward the end of 2000. When was it, Melanie? I mean, technically, I moved into that at, at this time in 2015, but we didn't really start launching stuff till about 2016. 2016. Um, and, it, you know, yeah. So New. so we created a position for Melanie um, because before she came to work at Mercy, she was the youth pastor. She was my executive uh, assistant for a while, and I saw way more in her than keeping her set. I mean, she's a great executive assistant, but I saw in her way more and I wanted her to realize her potential. So we, we created that position for her. She has been tremendous. And, and I think last year is when we actually saw the, mm-hmm. the outreach piece just explode mm-hmm. and they do these empower training, um, workshops 
talk about that a little bit. Yeah. They last a couple of days mm-hmm. or we three days. Kind of one or two day versions of it, depending on when and where it's happening. But we bring in men and women of every possible background. But it's basically just any believer who's like, you know what? I care about people who are hurting. I care about people who are struggling. I want to minister more effectively to those people, whether that's the people in my church, the people in my workplace, my mm-hmm. family. Can you guys help me equip me for that better? And mm-hmm. so we're like, yeah, come on in. Yeah. yeah so you can go to our website, mercymultiply.com, and you can find the dates and the locations yeah. for those workshops mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. But seeing that explode has been amazing. Yeah. And one of the things that has been a dream in my heart for years and years and years is to find a way that we could put the same principles of freedom that's, that we see work with the girls inside our facilities they're not they're not our principles they're god's principles let's put them in in some kind of format and we've been praying about this for probably a whole decade mm-hmm. wow and it started with god giving me the counseling model you know choices that bring change and then i wrote a book called ditch the baggage choices that bring change and out of that book uh melanie you were the primary person of several of us mm-hmm. that worked on mm-hmm. this that we develop what we call keys to freedom, and it's not gender specific. It's not for females. Mm-hmm. It's for men. It's for women. Of mm-hmm. uh, it's for prisoners. It's for high school students. It's for college students. It's for everybody of all ages. Yep. And it's God's principles of freedom. And that we saw that explode mm-hmm. in 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 the thirty fifth year. Mm-hmm. And and one of the reasons we changed our name to Mercy Multiplied was not just the explosive growth. And, ex- and amazing things going on in outreach and new homes and new residential facilities, but also the amazing things that we're seeing. The young women that graduate from Mercy, they go and get, become like several, uh, several girls have had, got their PhDs from Vanderbilt. I started Mercy and I wouldn't even get accepted to Vanderbilt. My, I, I'm not that smart. I would never get, I wouldn't even be accepted. So to see them exceed us yeah. is yeah. awesome. And yeah. I feel like if we do our job well, we're going to see them accomplish far greater things. Mm-hmm. We, we have business women. We have missionaries. We have doctors. We have lawyers. We have, uh, you know, doctorate level counselors. I mean, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. We have amazing young women who are stay-at-home moms because they've had quite a few children and they they at this particular point in their life couldn't mm-hmm. you know hold down <laughs> yeah that's a that's the that is more than a full-time job uh-huh. if you're a mother you know that and um so anyway we've seen that 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 stokes me to see that explode so that was part of the decision to change our name i think about five years ago to mercy multiplied but now it's all we said we said back then, it's going to be like a prophetic decree. Every mm-hmm. time we say mercy multiplied, mm-hmm. it's it's going to set something in motion in the realm of the spirit that is going to bring the multiplication. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a big piece of why we saw the outreach explode last year. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, Melanie and her team have trained over just in the United States alone, well over 1,000 uh, uh what do you call them? Mostly, Freedom advocates? Mostly just leaders in their communities and their churches and their families and their schools, you know. Uh, yeah. So so you train them how to use keys to freedom and they become the group leaders and mm-hmm. they tr- start other groups. Mm-hmm. So it's basically an exponential growth yeah. Yeah. explosion that's going on across America with keys to freedom. And these leaders come and they're trained and they take it back to their communities. They take it back to their families, their churches, their small groups, whatever it is. 
And that is just super cool to mm-hmm. me. And that, uh, Melanie, I think, how many languages now? I mean, it's, 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 it's spread across Europe. Mm-hmm. It's going in, uh, to other places. We're anticipating. I think in three languages over in Europe. Three languages and then, in Europe. And, and then we've, we're almost finished with the Spanish version. Perfect. Here, so, cool. so with other, with other languages, uh, coming. So, yeah. And the and the growth in, over in Europe is just amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and our UK uh, director over there is just she's she's spread, she's cra- she's speaking everywhere, <laughs> taking that thing across Europe, and it's just taking on a life of its own. Yeah. And the same thing's happening here in America, so that's exciting to mm-hmm. me. And people, I'll tell you what else is exciting to me. I don't teach the Empower workshops. I don't even attend them <laughs> because I believe in my team. Mm. If I thought I could do it better than them, I would come and do it. But what I would say as a seasoned leader in my 36, starting my 36 year that I wouldn't have been able to say when I first started in 1983 is empower, mm-hmm. equip, empower, and release the people underneath you mm-hmm. to soar. Mm-hmm. And you want them to be better than you. Mm-hmm. And I also figured out that what work uh, smarter and not harder means. While they're mm-hmm. doing those workshops, I could be, you know, at home listening to Dr. Henry Cloud or something. <laughs> <you know? laughs> so we came to Empower um, looking about possibly starting a program for guys. The biblical principles and everything that you hear um, in this presentation can be used in a male program and, and figure out how you're going to do that. We would love to train you and, and tell you more about that. So feel free to go online and, and see or give us a call and ask for our director of outreach and we'll get you started on that. I'm really curious and would love to know what you think about what is a quality that you think in your experience as you said, a well-seasoned leader, you've been around other leaders as well, all types from all different backgrounds. What have you seen is a value or maybe even an underrated value that people discard or uh, say, oh, that's not important that, oh no, you, you believe actually you've seen it make a difference. It really matters Mm -hmm. in somebody in leadership. Mm -hmm. I would say absolutely humility. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I would also say that it's very important as a leader not to take credit for what the people underneath you do, but to give honor to whom honor is due. Mm. Wow, that's good. Uh, I'm not a, it doesn't bother me to say Melanie and Rachel are running the outreach department and, and taking it places that I've never even been before. Like they went to a, this huge church that like was backing this whole movie and trained mm. A whole church full of people in Keys to Freedom because they wanted to not be able to help the people whose life were impacted by the movie. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't make, I don't feel insecure about mm-hmm. that. I feel proud of you guys. And so I want to shout it from the rooftops. I've got the best people on my team. Uh, I've surrounded myself with people that are better than me, like our HR department, for example. I don't interview the people that come to work for mercy they do because they are excellent Mm -hmm. at what they do and the we started getting uh god has given me a heart to see people after their potential Mm -hmm. so when i used to do the interviewing and hiring when mercy was much smaller 
over 10 years ago, 15, I think it was 15 years ago when we developed our HR department. Before that, I was doing the interviewing, right? So what do I, who do I hire? I hire a bunch of an adult mercy girls because God's, <laughs> God's wired me to see people's yeah. potential, not, yeah. not where they currently are. Yeah. So I found myself with a very dysfunctional staff. And one day I, I woke up and I realized this is my fault. <laughs> so, so setting up an HR department, I don't interfere with them. I let them do their thing. Mm-hmm. I don't ever make them hire anybody. If I know somebody they're interviewing, I go, if it comes down to a tie between this one and this one, I actually know this one and I know they would be great, but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying mm-hmm. you hire who you think. That's and amazing. I've learned to, to trust people with, with their areas. And when I do that and let them excel at what they're better at than I am, then it, it, it actually, this is, this is, I mean this with humility. I don't mean this to sound prideful, but it actually makes me look better than I am. Mm. <laughs> Y'all make me look better than I am. <laughs> well, you're kind. Thank I mean, you. that's good advice. That Ooh. is, that's hard. That's a hard thing for, yeah. I think, people in leadership to grapple with of like, do I have that thing in me that most most human beings have of like, I want the credit. Mm -hmm. Like I want my name next to the credit, you Mm -hmm. know, and for you to speak from that place. And I mean, I can say in listeners, this is not just me like tooting Nancy's horn because (laughs) she's in the room. I can honestly say from the, even the time that I was in your office, there are like just basic principles of the word of God. Now he Mm -hmm. called you to some very specific things for mercy. You know, Mm -hmm. he said, this is how you're going to run this ministry. Um, But then there's also just principles from the word about just how to be more like Christ and how to walk in humility and those types of things that I, I don't know, just in the time, especially that I worked closely with you, I was like, I think people undervalue just like the basic concepts of staying true to the word of God Mm. and staying true to what he calls you to, because the way mercy flourishes and the way that we even receive the support that it doesn't make any sense on paper. It makes no sense on paper, but I'm like, the Lord is faithful to you because you are faithful Mm -hmm. to what he called you to and, and who he called you to be. And the other thing I would say, um, besides being true to God's word is be true to your own word. Mm. Melanie knows that that's one of the things like, you know, if we tell a a young girl or one of our supporters or anybody that we're going to do something that we are absolutely 100% need to follow through Mm. as leaders, we need to be true to our word, which is basically a a byproduct of being true to God's word. Yeah. Yeah. And um, also to go the extra mile, do Mm. whatever it takes Instead of having somebody tell you why you can't do something, find a way to do something, Mm -hmm. you know, be a make it happen person. Don't be a, you know, a downer. Yeah. Don't be a negative. Neg- I mean, because because that on the- we did. We did. It's so easy to automatically come in and see the negative. But what if you came in and, and saw the possibility? And not just that, we serve the God of limitless possibilities. So it's this interesting, really mind blowing dynamic of I can't do it on my own, but I serve a God who can do yeah. anything. Which is all Nancy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so good. All your stuff. And the other thing I think that is very important, I, I do have some amazing leaders in my life that I look up to. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously Joyce Meyer being one of them. Mm-hmm. She is uh, Dodie Osteen. Joel Osteen's mom is like a spiritual mother to me. She's one of the most amazing women I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. I could sit here and name a lot of people. I know pastors that I have great respect for around the country. Um, you know, one that comes to mind is Pastor John Siebling over in uh, at Life Church in Memphis. 
uh, he and his wife, Leslie, dear friends of mine, I, I so look up to them because they are the real, I call them the real deal people mm -hmm. because they, they raise up leaders underneath them. They have multiple campuses in Memphis. Their church has exploded. And I, I so honor them. I'm so excited because I'm going to get to speak at her conference later on this year, oh, uh, right. Leslie Sieblin's conference. So yeah. uh, maybe we'll post something online to make sure that that happens. But here's something I want to say. One more thing that yeah. I think is important. I could I could talk about actual human beings. But uh, there was one thing that I felt like that it was so important for me to say. And it was advice that I got as a young person. I And... and uh, when I first started Mercy, like three years into it, a very wise pastor friend of mine in Louisiana said this to me. He said, Nancy, you can call this thing Nancy Alcorn Ministries, and you can build it around you, and when you're gone, it'll be gone. Hmm. Or he said, you can, which which it was obviously already named something else, but he said, if you build it around you, hmm. it'll be gone when you're gone. He hmm. said, but if you build your ministry around Christ mm -hmm. and you raise up great leaders from the generations that are going to come up underneath you, then it will live far beyond you. Mm. And so to me, that is so important, which is another reason why it's stupid for me to be always be the one with the microphone in my hand. We have great people with mm. a lot of great things to say from all the generations and everybody has a part. And it's like many members, one body, one mm -hmm. team. Yeah. Each member has a different function, and that's straight out of God's word when it talks that's about true. his body. Yeah. One, one body, but but many members. Yeah. I love that. And Great every joint supplies. It's good. Amen. Well, man, I, you kind of answered my last question for you, Nancy, because I, I, I was interested to know kind of, I guess, two questions in one. You know, like I was going to ask if you could go back to Nancy Alcorn in 1983, you know, just starting off, you know, what what would you say to yourself? And in saying that, wh what would you encourage someone who's maybe right where you were back in nineteen eighty three? It's like I feel like the Lord's given me this vision, giving me direction, and I'm about to start moving <laughs> forward in what He's called me to. What would you say to encourage them, or would have encouraged you? Well, a lot of it we've already covered about yeah. being faithful to God's word. I'm going to be honest enough to tell you that I wasn't ins insecure when I first started Mercy in mm. nineteen eighty three. I was. Mm. I didn't know I was, but I was. And I will say to you that when my dad passed away in, in 2001, in, in the June of 2001, many of you know that I wrote a book called Mission of Mercy. And it, and it, it, and it was about my journey after my dad passed away. And it's too long of a story to get into, but basically I share that as a leader, when, when God's ready to deal with something in our lives, he brings it to the surface. So in my life, when my dad died, so much came to the surface that was undealt with from my childhood. Mm -hmm. And and I didn't know that it was undealt with. But once it rose to the surface, I had a choice. If if you don't deal with the issues in your life, they're going to deal with you. Mm -hmm. and, oh, that's good. And God showed me very clearly as a leader, you you can be a leader who who's the next headline in the paper of somebody who falls mm -hmm. or you can go to a Christian counselor and work through these things and you won't have to leave your post. Mm -hmm. And that was a defining moment. And I didn't know back in 1983 that that was okay. Mm -hmm. So basically I would say to you, the one thing I would say to you is that it's okay not to be okay. Mm -hmm. That's a quote that I know somebody just recently wrote a book and that was the title of it, but I've quoted that saying for 
many, mm-hmm. many years. I think it's a great book title. I'm not saying they got it from me, but, but I'm glad somebody wrote that book. Mm-hmm. It's okay not to be okay. Yeah. But my purpose in writing the book that I wrote, Mission of Mercy, was to, was to give leaders permission to get help if they need it. Yeah. That's and okay. to encourage them to, uh, in fact, a pastor from a mega church, obviously, I'm not going to name it, but right about the time I wrote that book, he got a copy of it and he read it. And I was in his city speaking at his church and we were out to dinner and he goes, girl, you have guts. And I go, what are you talking about? He goes, that, that book you just wrote, he goes, you have guts. And since I'm not going to say which state it was or or it could be anywhere in America so that nobody will ever be able to figure out who I'm talking about. But it was a mega church. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a year later that this guy um, had a moral failure mm-hmm. and was removed from his place of leadership. And I believe that he read my book and God wanted him. Mm-hmm. But pride, mm-hmm. the big P word, it really does is, go back to is evil. It all yeah. goes back to pride. So I would say leaders and, and – I was probably very prideful and not nearly as flexible as I should have been when I first started in 83, but I've learned Mm -hmm. God, God, as, as the ministry's grown, I've had to grow for the ministry to grow. Mm -hmm. I've had to grow for, for, to be even qualified for God to send me the great people that he sent Mm -hmm. to be a part of the team. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think making sure that, uh, you know, uh, that it's not, it's not about, uh, me. It's about we. Yep. That's yeah. very, very important. And um, did that answer your question? Yeah. Oh, oh, and I, oh, and I would encourage, so I would encourage people, encourage others. Don't be threatened by others. Be That's secure so in who you, you are. Uh, be on a mission to equip, empower, and release people into higher positions. Be on a mission to promote me people that are not just anybody, but people that are worthy of that promotion mm-hmm. and, and just to be excited for others and, and celebrate with them. And, and when, when people, uh, on your team mess up, show mercy and grace to them. And remember, I, I do that because I remember all the times that I messed up. I didn't, if I messed up, I didn't mess up on purpose. Right. You know, who yeah, messes yeah. up on purpose? Yeah. So anyway, just to show that mercy and that grace. And and I know that this is not a part of your question, but one thing that I forgot to talk about that I'm very excited about in two, that happened in 2018 was that, uh, and I'm going to say we here because, Melanie, you actually were one of the people that helped me put this book together, but I actually mm-hmm. wrote a book that was our 35th anniversary book. And, uh, uh, we, we had a few advanced copies that came out, but it, the actual book release will be in March, uh, 2019. And the name of the book is treatment or transformation, 13 real stories of changed about why you can't argue. Oh yeah, thirteen mm-hmm. real stories. Why you can't argue with the changed mm-hmm. life? Mm-hmm. I should remember my own book. Title. <laughs> it's okay, but I'm just dogging myself out here. You don't have to be perfect. I forgot my <laughs> own book title, but it's an amazing book. If I do say so myself, it is an amazing book. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't write it alone. I had lots of help, and I'm excited about that. So that that book, even though it's not going to be released, uh, it, it was written in 18, right, to be released 
in just a few weeks. Yeah. Which teaser, yeah. Mercy Talk listeners, we are going to be doing an entire series based on that very book. And we're going to have Nancy back on the show uh, to talk a little bit about that book. So we're really, really, really excited about that as well. And you know what? I think today just confirmed for me something that I don't know if you remember me ever saying this to you, Nancy, when I was your assistant. But I remember like, Nancy's going to need to write a book one day. <laughs> about everything that she has learned about leadership mm-hmm. and about I mean, everything that you just shared. Yeah. I've, I may or may not have started keeping a side list of things and nuggets <laughs> that you've said over the years. I from like, have. Nancy's going to write you, a book. Nancy's Tell me you nuggets. have. I, I yes. really, I, I, man, I know I yes. have it because I started yes. it. I think I started it when I was in your office, but um, it's things like this where you just, I mean, you can't, you've got 35 years yeah. of experience yeah. um, and experience in seeing the Lord doing miraculous things in the ministry that you founded. Um, and so there's so much to be gleaned from that. So I'm like, we could have done, we could probably do a whole podcast series on all this with you, but, um, this has been awesome stuff today. And can I have one more thing that I forgot? It just, things keep coming to my mind. One of your questions that I kind of just jumped over a little bit was what would I do to encourage others that, that, that want to do something for God or starting something, whatever. I would say the number one the number one thing that I'd say about that is make sure that that you're not calling yourself, that God is calling mm. you. Because mm. the Bible says that if he calls someone, he equips them. Yep. So the, the the other side of that coin is if God is not calling you, then he is not equipping you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. if he, it, so make sure you're called yeah. because, you know, my dear friend Dave Ramsey is one of the greatest examples I know of somebody who didn't despise the day of small beginnings. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. Oh, there are people today want to skip all the steps. Yeah. And it's being faithful in the little God makes you ruler over much. And Dave, uh, back in the eighties got caught up in that whole high interest rate deal and, and owned a lot of real estate. And when interest rates soared to 18%, he had to file for bankruptcy and he didn't know what to do. And, and finally God showed him write, write a book. And, and about all the stupid mistakes you've made so, and, and just put yourself out there mm-hmm. and help other people learn from all the dumb things you did so that you won't, that they won't do the same things. Mm-hmm. Well, no, there was not a publisher anywhere that would touch that book. So he, he managed to get some money together to self publish and he was literally selling it out of the trunk of his car. Mm-hmm. And today he is a mega, 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 mega millionaire yeah. <laughs> who is, has yeah. so many New York Times number one bestsellers. Oh, we use his material in all of our homes. He is like a brother to me. I love him and Sharon dearly. But he humbled himself mm-hmm. and let other people learn from his mm-hmm. mistakes, which he's turned into a massive mm-hmm. business, yeah. a massive family foundation. He is a total believer, but his calling came out of failure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know people that have spent time in prison that now run a prison ministry. Mm-hmm. So th- that's that's something to not to be uh, afraid to sh- to let others learn from the mistakes you made and yeah. see how God loves that because it's just it's the uh, it's humility it's uh, you humble yourself in that way your pride's nowhere around yeah yeah mm, and good. I I love that even with Dave's story with your story when you know that God is calling you and you feel confident in that calling to also be prepared for the discouragement of the enemy because I just I never even knew that about you that the next day you were like no, this isn't it. You know, like the enemy was already bombarding you with like, "Mm, really? Did God really say, you know, um, and that 
Dave, it would have been very easy for him to say, no publisher wants to do my thing. This isn't my calling, you know? So to, to be able to press through those moments when you know that, you know, that, you know, that the right. Lord called you to something is so good too. So man, ah, we so can keep good. going and going, Yeah, but we will, uh, we will call it a day. Um, but Nancy, I know, I know your schedule. <laughs> So the fact that you were able to come in and do this with us today was awesome. Thank you yes, so thank you. much for taking that time. And we're going to have you on again in a few weeks. So, Well, I love doing it. And I will do it anytime that you guys ask me to uh, that I can. Yep. <laughs> yes. That's right. We awesome. love it. Thank you so much. All right. Well, everyone, thanks so much for joining us. This kind of officially, officially wraps up our series on um, leadership. And we're excited to jump into some new stuff next month. So we hope that you will join us then. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.